Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, you lovely bulls. This is a special emergency broadcast system bulletin. We've got mania, <laughs> madness, mayhem going on. With you as always, I'm your shopkeeper, Dan, and here's Kyle. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm fired up, buddy. I'm fired up. Oh, yeah. So uh, why are we having a special emergency episode, Kyle? If you've been paying any attention to GameStop, uh, then you know what's going on. Uh, but there's a lot of people who don't quite understand it, and we want to take a little bit of time here to, to kind of go over the details of what exactly is happening uh, and what exactly people are looking for. This is such a big deal, Kyle. Uh, my coworkers who don't follow the market whatsoever have heard about something involving GameStop and short selling. Uh, my daughter just came in this morning or this afternoon after work and had coworkers looking at it too, you know, like millennials that. You know, my day, that age, and then nothing to do with investing or any cares in the world about fucking stock market stuff. So, yeah, this is this is transcendent news. This is uh, history in the making. Yeah, yeah, this one's going in the books. So, we wanted to get a jump on it and uh, talk a little bit about where it came from, what it is, and where it's going. All right, so where do we start? Well, Kyle, I think, I think we need to start with the, the setup. GameStop, a retail company... With their stock trading between six and we'll say thirteen, fourteen dollars. Actually, I think it goes back a little bit further than that. It was down at like three at okay. this, uh, a certain point. Um, basically, uh, a group called Melvin Capital uh, came up with a, a report internally after looking at all the fundamentals and decided that this company didn't uh, didn't have what it takes to survive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they saw basically a company that was headed for bankruptcy, and they decided to short the living hell out of it. Uh, they took the stock from like you know the twenties down to like three dollars, and when it was running at three dollars, they took out even larger short positions, and basically the stock got to the point where there was more shares shorted than there were available to purchase. A dangerous position. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At this point, uh, some people in the Reddit community and Wall Street Bets had noticed what was going on and put together a bullish case for, you know, GameStop and why they deserve a second chance. And they started putting money into it, buying a lot of calls and a lot of stock and then telling everybody else in their forum about what they saw and why they liked it. And the stock started picking up a little bit of momentum. Uh, this took a bit of time. I mean, I think we talked about it, what, back in... What was that October? I think one of our very first side, that was our first side bet, right? Yeah. That was our first side bet we ever did. You thought there was going to be a short squeeze on it because we were looking at the short interest on it. It was 136% at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought I thought to myself, how can this not shoot up? And I think I didn't quite believe you as well as I should have. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, I, sh- I should have backed that up with a long-term <laughs> bet on some calls. I'd be sitting pretty. If you remember, we thought about buying it after the earnings drop because we both were thinking that the PS2 sale or the new PlayStation sales would be mm-hmm. uh, causing it to bump up in the next earnings cycle and try to get some at a discount. And we were actually watching it for the next couple of weeks and saw it rising. Yeah. But things kind of came to a head within the last, uh, I don't know, what, month or so? Mm-hmm. Um, I think last week it uh, it was in the 40s, and then it just really took off Monday, and it's just been on its way to the moon right now. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the two major players that were kind of involved with this are the ones that are getting the most headlines are Wall Street Bets, who are the longs. And Melvin Capital, who is the main short, but basically that's representing representative of all the major hedge funds that are shorting the shit out of this stock. Yeah. And Reddit has been getting a lot of shit, and undeservedly so. They found a loophole in the system, or not even a loophole, they just found a scenario that shouldn't be allowed to exist. And these are the fucking rules that the hedge companies themselves wrote. Yeah. And Reddit is beating them at their own game, and now these hedge funds are getting pissed off. Melvin Capital just got a $2.8 billion infusion of capital from another hedge fund after losing, I think they've lost 30% so far. Oh, wow. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars that this company has been had wiped out of existence, all because of the fucking greed of trying to take a company from $3 to 0 Real quick, I want to point out, all of their losses have just shifted to other people's hands. That money didn't disappear. Their, their losses are now represented in those GameStop gains. Oh, yes, yes. This is basically wealth distribution. That's what kind of makes it so fun that they're trading on Robinhood. Yeah, <laughs> right? not lost on many right? people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What a fun, fun time to be alive in trading. So, I mean, there's a whole lot to get into, but let's just, uh, let's just go ahead and start with some of the basics here and i think we probably should explain what a short sale is first of all yeah yeah okay so real quick a short sale if i'm betting against the stock and i think gamestop is going down i short sell 10 shares well in order to do that what i do is the day that i place the trade i borrow shares from somebody else and sell them for the price it's at today and then i'm betting the the in the future certain amount of time goes by i can buy those shares back at a lower price to give them back to the person i borrowed them from and when you make that sale you're getting cash up front basically on margin from the brokerage and that's something that you have to pay back at some point yes uh if that share price starts skyrocketing like it's doing right now you know, if you wait too long, eventually you're going to get a margin call and it's going to force you to pay that out. Yeah, at whatever price the stock's at. So we're in a, so we're in a very in, unique scenario right now where there's more shares shorted than there really are available to actually purchase and cover them all at once. Yes. And Reddit figured this out. And if you read through their forums, it's fucking diamond hands and hold it till the moon and <laughs> don't give anything back. This is for fucking 2008. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This is a revenge against big money institutions by the little guys. I love it. Underdog story. You can blame CNBC for kind of pushing that narrative, too. It's it's fucking crazy how they're trying to paint Wall Street bets as the bad guys here. Yeah. And what the fuck do you mean they're the bad guys? Yeah, right. Those evil, uh. evil investors all found a good reason to buy a stock, and they all bought it, and they're not selling it? The nerve of them. The nerve, I say. I was trying to figure out uh, a comparable analogy to use. And the best I can come up with is remember back in uh, like the Obama administration days when they first took office and 
you couldn't buy ammo. Twenty two ammo was like through the roof expensive. Oh right, there just wasn't any available. Nobody was selling. Everybody was buying. Like a brick of twenty two ammo would cost normally twelve dollars a box, and you go to a gun show during these days, and it wasn't uncommon to see people paying two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars for that same box of ammo. Oh wow! And that's kind of the scenario that they're going for right now. They figured out if they don't sell their shares, if they set you know extreme uh, sell limits in their brokerage accounts, that eventually somebody's going to have to pay that. Yeah. Has there been any kind of organized calls to rally around a number? Uh, no, because they're not in an organization. <laughs> well, what I mean is, is on the Reddit thread, are any users p pushing specific numbers that other people are, um, are agreeing with? It's been a moving target. As I think before when this was starting, they were pushing like, you know, 200 and then 400. And now 1,000. Now even more than that. People are pushing 4,000, 10,000. Wow. Wow. And here's the crazy thing. Because of the setup, if they all decide to hold, if everybody decides to hold their shares, it will get that high. Yep. It just will. This has happened before, too. Oh, with uh, with this stock or with another stock? Uh, Volkswagen in 2008. It briefly became the most expensive company on the planet. It surpassed ExxonMobil as, I don't know, something like half a trillion dollar net worth or uh, market capitalization. Oh, wow. Stock went from like 200 to over 1,000 for crashing back down. Wow. And that's kind of the magic scenario that they're aiming for right here. That's the infinity squeeze, they call it, where there is no shares available. You are buying whatever somebody says they're, you're buying it at. <laughs> right. Um, but I believe their setup was a little different because Porsche was trying to buy them. Is that is that correct? Uh, it's kind of interesting if you read a little bit through the history of that. Porsche actually put out a letter uh, alerting people because they realized that like the percent float uh, share sorted, share sorted to percent float um, was actually didn't look all that high. But if you actually looked at what the outstanding share availability was, there wasn't much. And Porsche was planning on buying up a large block of that. Mm. Uh, and what they did was they put out a notice before they or when they put that buy in or when they're planning on buying it saying like, hey, we're going to do this. You should cover your short positions because, you know, this could create a bad scenario. Well, that letter was actually what <laughs> instigated the the squeeze. <laughs> like, yeah, you should have plenty of time to cover these now. Uh, and everybody tried to do it at once, and it just went through the fucking moon. Oof. Wow. Okay, so back to GameStop and where we're at today. The interesting thing from what I can see is that short interest is still going up. Melvin Capital, uh, from reports from CNBC, have actually closed out their positions. I think Citron, they said, to. Uh, it's only CNBC reporting this, by the way, so it's not even, I don't even know if it's necessarily confirmed that they have actually closed out their positions. Right. Uh, and then there's some really fucked up mind games going on uh, with the stock right now between these mark, uh, market movers and Reddit. Uh, the short interest is continuing to rise. There's still a lot of short interest. We're not in the squeeze yet, I don't think. And there's two squeezes. Before you get into that, I, I just like to point out the the really crazy thing about the the short squeeze and what we're seeing here is l let's face it there will be a time when the bubble bursts and the price goes down if you're the one mm -hmm. that manages to short it at the top you make a ton of money so oh, yeah. as it goes up 
it's attractive to short sellers. It's amazing. Right. It's this amazing anomaly in stock trading, and I'm glad. I'm glad we're all here for the ride. Uh, now, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us what are the two types of squeezes? Okay, so there's the gamma squeeze, which is what happens when all of the outstanding in the money contracts exercise option contracts. Uh, that's what we saw. Yes, that's what we saw Monday this week was basically a gamma squeeze on this stock. Mm. Uh, there's another one coming up this Friday. If you look at the open interest, you can pull it up on your uh, trading app. Go look through all of the calls that are in the money. See how many of them are out there. Every single one that you see of open interest, every one of those multiplied by 100, that's how many shares are coming due. Shares that have mm. to be bought and transferred hands to people holding those contracts. Right. That's going to drive the price up like crazy. That, in turn, is going to cause margin calls it's going to cause stop losses from all these other short sellers when that stock price starts rising so right. you've got a gamma squeeze that's coming up and then you still have the short squeeze that's going to happen at some point and we still don't know when that's going to happen but there's still a ton of short interest out there and there's still a lot of people holding on with fucking i don't even uh, diamond hands i think is the term they keep using yeah <laughs> Uh, it's almost turned into a holy war at this point, too, if you read through these forum comments. There's people on there that are millionaires right now, with the share price right now, and they're not selling. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's all about sticking it to these hedge funds and making them fucking bleed. I know I uh, uh, got a text and immediately bought, like, you know, Robinhood does the fractional shares, and I immediately just took whatever cash I had on hand and put it in GameStop just to lock up a share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought, I bought my shares, too. <laughs> yeah, um, I got a share. I got I got one share on Ameritrade, and with just the, the spare cash I had lying around when it was at one forty, and I'm kicking myself for not selling out of other positions and locking in more shares. <laughs> I still got time if uh, you believe the community. I mean, the, the, there's a date that keeps getting thrown around as Friday being the day they think this is going to happen, and that's not true at all. Um, it's going to happen when it happens, and you just yeah. need to be watching it, waiting for it. And this is not the only stock that is in a similar position right now. There, no. there are several no. going on. Yeah, Virgin Galactic, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Nokia, BlackBerry. Koss Incorporated, KOSS, Express Incorporated, EXPR, iRobot, IRBT. Uh, AMC. AMC is a, is the one that's getting a lot of movement movement and traction. Oh my God! There's almost a billion. There's over a billion of share volume today. I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. AMC is getting traded like crazy. The other another thing I, I wanted to point out is uh, if I I actually sold out of all my ETFs today because they were all dropping, and I mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have the research on hand uh but i my thought process in the morning this morning was i i can i can move these into options right now i'm making some pretty good moves in options it'll be fine uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, apparently because hedge funds are starting to to move out of their short positions and and buy those shares back uh they have to sell their other holdings to pay off that money and we're seeing uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at a list here of popular hedge fund holdings that have been dropping. Uh, Caesars is down almost 14%. Expedia as well. Uh, Uber, just over 12. Pinterest, just over 12. Carvana, almost 12. Booking.com and CSEA, 
about 11, Peloton about 11, Micron almost 10, Fiserv uh, 6%, and the and the S&P is down almost 2%. So yeah. uh, this is this is this is echoing through the market. This is a this is having a larger effect than just the price of GameStop. Oh yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's affecting everything at this point. Yeah, kind of the reason why we figured we should throw this together for all those people out there who who hear everyone talking about it but don't quite understand what's going on. Try to give you as much information as we can. Absolutely, because that's what we're here for. I think we covered most of it, but before we go, I want to talk a little bit about the mindset, too, of these traders. You listened to the, the Chatham interview, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that name right. So he tweeted, uh, not yesterday, the day before, was it Monday morning, I think? It was either Monday or Tuesday. He tweeted that he was buying $115 calls, like he put like 100000 in there or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went on CNBC the next day, which was Wednesday, and talked to the CNBC host and uh, man, he fucking owned that guy too. <laughs> but that CNBC anchor was exactly the reason. I mean, he, he was the exact type that got me so fired up was that fake condescending. These little guys need to be protected. They don't know what they're doing. They're unsophisticated traders. Like who, mm. Mm. The GameStop can't possibly have this valuation. Well, guess what? It's a free market. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it has that valuation because they own it. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Nobody cast a we magic know. spell. Nobody hacked the NYSE. This was done by their rules. No, not even that. No, they think that this is just a bunch of fucking babies playing with matches is what they think. And they think they need to protect us from it. No, you don't. We know what we're doing. Oh yeah. The answer yeah. is not to start regulating us even more than you already do. You know the, you know what this reminds me of Kyle? This reminds me of someone counting cards in their head at a casino to give themselves an edge and the casino saying, "You can't win at blackjack by counting cards. Get out of here. How <laughs> dare you use math and numbers to improve your statistical probabilities." Yep. Oh, that, what this reminds me of is when I tried to invest in a video game uh, that I believed strongly oh, yeah. in the company and the prospect, and I went to go try to put, you know, buy a ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar block uh, with, with getting actual returns from it. That I couldn't do it because I was not an incredit, uh, accredited investor. Yeah. So apparently, in yeah. order to invest in certain things, you have to have a million dollars of net worth in order to actually be able to put hard-earned money to work. There's a whole world of exclusivity that we mm -hmm. can't access as the everyday person. And guess what? Reddit's getting sick of that. They're just the manifestation of that. The little guy is sick of having these rules and the system being gamed against them. Exactly. Being written by the people at the top, trying to protect the little guy, or all under that guise, but in reality, they're just trying to protect their margins and keep everything exclusive to themselves. You know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Today's the day that that ends. It's our turn! And that's what's going on right now. Oh, yeah. So at this point right now, there's millionaires in Reddit that are not selling, and they're not selling because they don't care about the fucking money at this point. They care about sticking it to these hedge funds and market movers and kicking them in the balls as hard as they can saying guess what we're not going to take it anymore right it's not about what they're gaining it's about how the how much hurt they're they're causing i'm all for it uh, they, these are the people that sat and watched in 2008 when everybody you know everybody in charge wrecked the system and got billions of dollars of bailouts from the fucking government and guess who pays that we do us we do 
We bailed them out. You know, Grandpa's retirement portfolio loses a third of its value and he can't retire and has to go back to work for another 10 years. Who the fuck helped him? Right. And they talk about wanting to protect us. Go Mm -hmm. fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, we're not allowed to give advice because this is an entertainment show. But I know what I'm doing and and that's that's buying some GME and holding to stick it to the fucking man. Yep, I'm setting my fucking sell limits at astronomical prices. They want it, they can come pry it from my diamond hands. Right? And look, even if it's just <laughs> one share, buy um I you know, like like I did in my Ameritrade account. I bought it and I'm holding it just to lock up one share. You know what? I, I wish I had more cash on hand to, to have locked up more, and I might lock up more tomorrow. But you know what? The, the point is, I don't plan on selling these for profit. I, I plan on holding them to see how much pain can happen because personally, I'm along for the ride. I've got popcorn. I'm sitting back. I'm watching. I'm like, I'm loving the show. <laughs> oh, I can do something to make the show last longer? Yes, please. Let me do that. Count me in. I'll do my part. I'll do, I'll. I had my name to the footnote in history. This is going to be an economic textbooks here next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's so fun. <laughs> and, man, like we kind of we kind of touched on it a second ago with the mind games that are going on. Um, like, I forgot to really kind of dive into that. So, TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, uh, a lot of these free brokerages that people use, uh, the, one of the ways they make their money is by selling all of your data over to the hedge funds and places mm-hmm. that they partner with in order to buy their shares. Yes. That means that if you set a stop limit, like a stop loss protection, uh, guess who has that? The same people that are trying to drive the price down so they can cover their shorts. Mm-hmm. So that's where the fuckery kind of starts, right? When they're getting yeah. their all these all this information from your brokerage account and then they're using that information and then setting up short ladder positions and trying to drive the price sequentially down by flooding the market with short sales temporarily because you know somebody has to buy those eventually they only have so many bullets in the chamber to to try these tactics yeah and trying to trigger those stop losses and get your your shares to sell out so that way they can cover some of their losses right uh, the and- most latest one that just happened is the most fucked up in my opinion uh, it looks like the Reddit servers went down because they were basically just spammed with uh, bots. Uh, it just fucking flooded the thing with traffic so bad that the servers shut down. They had to take the server uh, private in order to try to weed through it and get it back up and going. And while this was going on, another one of those cell attacks happened and uh, tanked the stock down to about 220 before it finally rebounded. People figured out what the hell was going on. But it's right mm-hmm. back up at 300. And... Like that to me feels like the last act of desperation. Stuff is so freaky right now. They're terrified because their levers of control aren't working. And and right. and here's the, here's the thing about my data. I know that it's a commodity. Uh, something like Facebook. Facebook. People don't think of it as as an actual exchange, but there's an exchange going on. You're paying for Facebook with your data. And what Facebook is giving you is their Facebook experience. Okay, Uh, last year I decided I was no longer wanting to make that exchange, so I pulled back from Facebook. Uh, Recently I found out that Plaid, the company behind things like Venmo and other like online pay stuff, uh, you link your bank account and you can transfer money real easy. Yay, it's great, it's easy, it's fun, whatever. 
they sell your data. They, they sell your bank mm -hmm. account data. They, they sell all your money transactions. They keep track of it. And they, use, they sell that data to market to you. And when I found that out, I, I sat down with Jen and we talked about it. And I actually made the decision, you know what? I don't want to stop using Venmo. I like that convenience. And frankly, targeted ads, I prefer them. I would prefer ads to show me things I actually want than ads to... Because to, sometimes I'm shown ads for like old man prostate pills or something, you know? And, and it's, it's just <laughs> irrelevant. I'm like, why are you showing me this? I don't need this. Uh, so I actually do, I prefer targeted ads. I want you to show me the latest audio tech gadget. Please do. Uh, but if they're compiling and selling my stock data, now uh, specifically my stop limits, in order to, 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 to give that to a hedge fund, to manipulate the price where I lose money, Allegedly. I'm not okay with that. Allegedly. <laughs> we don't know if that's the fa case for sure. But if that is the case, I'm not okay with that. Now, it certainly looks like it. I would rather pay a monthly fee. If you're watching in Weeble, you can see the uh, cell walls. You can see where the volume walls are, are staggered at. And you can, you can see them happen in real time if you're following along as closely as I have been. Really? Really? You can't tell who's placing those orders, but you can see them. Fuck. Right, because if you're a hedge fund and you have access to all that data, oh. Mm, yeah, yep. yeah, you, 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 you've got an edge on the game. You know where everybody, you know what everybody's, just by looking at where people put their stop loss limits, you know how, you know the sentiment, the entire market sentiment. You know how everybody's feeling. You know where they're scared, where they're scared, and where they're terrified. Valuable data. And you know where you can, you know where you can drive that price to in order to trigger some losses that'll exacerbate and exponentially trigger more. Right. There was an article last year about a group of four men who hacked an AP reporter, uh, someone who wrote for the Associated Press. They hacked their credentials. They were able to get into their account and see the news before it was released. They used that news for insider trading. They used it to trade stocks. And they're mm -hmm. all in prison now. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah, right? Good. And that's how I feel, uh, uh, that's the exact same penalty I feel we should put on any hedge fund who's using insider data to manipulate oh, think, stock prices. And they all are, they all are. And, and I'll give you a case in point, Nerdic. I saw, this was an article that came out uh, years ago about a firm in Chicago that got busted for insider trading. And you know how they busted them? No. They made a, a purchase on a stock whose earnings reports had just come out and they had placed it at like nine o'clock exactly or whatever the date of uh, the time was that that report was scheduled to be released. It's like to the exact millisecond. The problem was the report was being released in New York and they were in Chicago. And because of the speed of light delay, they were actually off by a microsecond or two. Oh. And so based on that technicality, they were able to say, oh, nope, you put this order in before this was publicly available. You know what? Wow. That's not how that works. You're Basically, they're getting this information before anybody else does, and they're just not allowed to act on it until it gets released to the public. That's why when you see an earnings report come out, you see the price jump before you even have a chance to read the headline. Yeah, you yeah. You can't tell me that they're not getting insider information, and that's not 
fucking cards stacked against us. Stacked against the retail investor who doesn't work in a professional firm that hears and is privy to all of the professional information. Meh. At the hedge funds, the rules that they wrote, Reddit broke them down and they found a way to attack it. And they found a way to make some money on it. And now people are pissed at them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I'm cheering them on and I'm doing my part. I love Star Wars. I'm all about the rebellion. <laughs> Fuck that empire. No, that's kind of what this is. That's what this is starting to feel like. The behemoth of a government entity against a few holdouts that are just holding on for dear life, waiting for reinforcements. When that Elon Musk tweet came out, it really felt like, you know, the, the uh, what was that, uh, Braveheart when the, the Irishmen show up to help turn the tide of the battle and they're waiting. They don't know if they're going to get any reinforcements. Right. When Chatham <laughs> made his tweet earlier in the day about making that purchase and drove the stock price up, it was it really felt like pushing the you know enemy back over the ramparts and living to fight another day. Oh man, it it certainly Ugh. is an interesting time. That's for sure. All right, folks, thanks for joining us today for this special GameStop Empire Strikes Back edition of Two Bulls in a China Shop. You know we love it when you join us, and we also love it when you reach out to us on any of the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. We got the Discord going. Uh, we're, we're all over the place. Uh, hit us up with an email, two bulls at financialineptitude.com, or maybe a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Uh, let us know if you managed to pick up any GameStop. Uh, let us know uh, what your price target is. Uh, we'd love to know. Be on the right side of history, folks. As always, happy trades. And then for anybody who wants to see that Chatham interview, uh, we're going to put, put a link in that in the episode description so you can go ahead and look at it. It's about a 40-minute watch, and I highly encourage everybody to go through and listen to that because it's fascinating. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Mr. Squeeze. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.